The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the web. Welcome to Privacy Piracy. I'm Lloyd. I'm the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank. Mari's a local attorney and certified information privacy professional. She's the author of several books, including Safeguard Your Identity, From Victim to Victor, and The Complete Idiot's Guide to Recovering from Identity Theft. She's testified many times in Congress and the California Legislature on privacy and identity theft issues. And you may have seen her on Dateline, 48 Hours, CNN, NBC, ABC, O'Reilly Factor, and many other shows, including her own 90-minute PBS television special, Protecting Yourself in the Information Age. To learn more about this radio show and our great guests, please visit KUCI.org slash privacypiracy. Hey, Mari, what's our show about today? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about cybercrime, and we are so thrilled to welcome back a guest that we've had on several times, Ron Williams. He is... Uh, with Talon Companies, which is a corporate security and investigation company right here in Orange County, California. Let me tell you a little bit about Ron's incredible background. After 22 years tenure with the United States Secret Service, Ron Williams entered private sector security opening what has become a premier security consulting suite of companies, Talon Companies. As chief executive officers of both Talent Executive Services and Secure Strategies International LLC and Talent's Cyber Tech LLC, Ron is involved with all aspects of security consulting, including critical infrastructure protection requiring top secret clearance. As the lead advance agent when he was in the Secret Service, Ron was responsible for all advanced security and logistics coordinations for presidential, vice presidential, and foreign heads of state's visits to Los Angeles, personally protecting Presidents Ford, Reagan, Bush, and Clinton, as well as such dignitaries as Queen Elizabeth and Pope John Paul. Ron Williams was the recipient of numerous awards, including the United States Secret Service Director's Award for Special Achievement on eight occasions. And then back in 1994, his focus turned toward private security, and that's when he formed what would be the first of the Talon companies, Talon Executive Services, Inc., which is a private security consulting firm that combined best practices of private sector security with United States Secret Service protection protocols. So there's so much more I could tell about him, but you can find out more about him at our website at KUCI.org slash privacypiracy, where you'll see his picture, his bio, and we link to his websites. And also you can go to his own at talentcompanies.com. So Ron, thank you again for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. You know, I, I, I know that people have no idea about the Secret Service. I remember when I testified in Congress with um, the Secret Service, and 
a lot of people don't realize that it isn't just protecting presidents. It deals with financial crimes, right? Exactly. Um, In the early 80s, uh, credit card fraud was over the top. And the banking industry um, approached the Secret Service to do (coughs) uh, credit card investigations because there were no federal statutes regarding credit card fraud. Mm. And uh, so the Secret Service got involved. We led several uh, big investigations uh, against organized crime and reduced uh, credit card fraud to an extremely low rate. And as a result, they passed Title 18, Section 1029, which became a Secret Service statute to investigate any crime that regards using uh, numerical numbers, which would also incorporate uh, computer computer fraud. Yeah, and that's when I testified on 1828 U.S., um, you know, 18 U.S., uh, 1028, and that's when I testified with Jim Bauer. I don't know if you knew Jim Bauer, but he was with the Secret Service in L.A. for a while, too. So. Yeah, I know Jim. Yeah, yeah, now he's in Florida, but... Yeah, it's uh, it's a small world, but yes. So that has that was a real surprise for many of my friends when I said that the Secret Service was very involved in things like cyber crime and identity theft and credit card fraud. All of that is really the Secret Service as well. So you've had some incredible background. So right now, I know you're helping so many American businesses. What is the biggest threat to American business? Well, uh, candidly, um, Mari, the biggest threat to American business right now is uh, cybercrime. Yeah. And uh, it's at an all-time high. It's uh, up uh, almost 318% uh, from five years ago. So uh, it is identified by James Clapper, the director of um, of uh, Cyber intelligence uh, for the for the United States as as the biggest threat to America, uh, even bigger than terrorism. Mm. And the reason he threw that in, I think, is because the terrorists are also engaged in cybercrime. Yes, they they want to make the money and they can steal from the banks. And we hear about these security breaches all the time, whether it's Target or Home Depot, or all of the many different types of uh, security breaches. So what, what are you doing to help companies with this issue of security breaches? Well, we're, we're engaged uh, in the Electronic Crimes Task Force uh, that uh, the Secret Service has up in Los Angeles. They have quarterly meetings regarding... Uh, Cybercrime, and uh, to educate uh, most Americans and businesses on what's going on. We also have partnered with uh, the University of Southern California Cyber School of Engineering. Hmm. Uh, we have a three-year partnership with them. We just got through putting on a big seminar on cybersecurity at the Jonathan Club in downtown L.A. We had over 114 uh, people there 
from all businesses, including the military and uh, and uh, law enforcement. And uh, we had over five speakers, and we also had uh, Mark Niemer, who is uh, the director of cybersecurity for the Department of Security uh, Services out of Washington D.C. And it was a it was a very successful uh, operation and project. We also have formed with USC uh, an organization called um, Cyber Strategy Forum. We mm-hmm. hope to make that into a C-level uh, roundtable for C-level people to come and uh, share in a confidential manner what uh, security issues they're having with cyber. But I tell you how uh, how. The, 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 the concept of cybersecurity is a big, big umbrella. Yeah. It incorporates uh, identity theft, uh, personal you know, identities being stolen. Uh, it incorporates Internet fraud. Uh, Internet fraud alone last year in 2012, uh, not 2013, but 2012, mm-hmm. there was $7.5 billion stolen in internet fraud, wow! And of that amount, five point five billion <clears throat> was stolen by Russian hackers who operate behind the veil of the of Russia, and it's almost impossible to, you know, get prosecution because the Russian government is uh, unfortunately probably involved in shielding them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, twenty some odd years ago when I ran this. Uh, the financial fraud squad in L.A. and the identity theft unit, uh, if we got a case that was a million dollars, we thought that was a pretty big case. Today, Secret Service is working cases that are transnational in the in the area of uh, $20 million to $40 million to $100 million wow. worth of loss. Wow. So that's, that's, a, that's a significant issue. The other issue... For American companies and corporations is uh, corporate espionage. Yes. The Chinese have successfully hacked uh, most of our major major Fortune 500 companies: mm. Dow Chemical, Boeing, um, and it goes on and on and on. I mean, uh, they have stolen intellectual property uh, at at an alarming rate. Um, so. Uh, so that's general, hackers you're thinking? Are, is it ever like dirty insiders that are helping to do that too? Well, the it, Chinese hackers give you some idea. Uh, there's some 12,000 people in Washington, D.C. dedicated to cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. Uh, China has roughly 70 times that amount that wow. are involved in hacking. Wow. Uh, and they're largely military people, and being compensated for the amount of intellectual property and trade secrets that they're actually able to steal. Wow. So So they have an incentive. Yeah, are they being compensated by Chinese companies, or is this something... Chinese government. Oh, the government. Oh, my goodness. Ah. Wow. So it's a war that people don't understand... You know the, the 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 war that's actually going on. It's a hidden war. Yes. And 
every day uh, American companies and corporations are under attack and their R&D research and intellectual property is being stolen and compromised. Right. So here we have, you know, we're sitting on the campus of the University of California, Irvine, and so there's, you know, a big business school, Mirage Business School, but we also have, you know, a, a lot of businesses driving by. So what are some things that, that these businesses can do to protect themselves from well, we could twofold the the cyber espionage or the cyber hacking. Well, we concentrate when we talk to companies and corporations. We concentrate first on the insider threat, which are your employees, right. because that is the easiest compromise for companies and corporations and for hackers to engage in. The Secret Service and Carnegie, uh, Carnegie Mellon mm-hmm. uh, School did a study of insider threat, and they uh, estimated that 37% of the time that uh, there is a uh, theft of trade secrets and, and information, 37% of the time an insider is involved. Mm. And the studies reflect that they <clears throat> they use very simplistic methodologies to steal. So we feel that if we can get a company corporation to address the insider threat, that they will also thwart outside hacking. Yeah. And uh, so, the, the, you know, the first rule of thumb is, is uh, to monitor employee transmissions in real time, 24-7. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that you know what your employees are, are doing on the computer. Now, do you that can be done all automatically, right? That can set yes. up certain... Well, yeah, yeah. And it, and it, absolutely. And then, um, if, yeah. if they enter into a, an area that they're not supposed to be into, mm-hmm. which brings up the question how... Companies set up their data and information. If you have personal data and information, yes, you better be uh, either encrypting it or putting it into audited files, because uh, under SB thirteen eighty six and SB twenty four, and in January there's going to be a new law. I think it's called SB seventeen ten that expands uh, the. Uh, Security uh, breach legislation? Yeah. Yeah. For that, 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 that expands the identity theft issue uh, and breach, California breach law. So you have a, a fiduciary responsibility to protect that. But the, at the same time, um, you should patch your systems. Uh, it's probably more important than firewalls or antivirus software. Install antivirus software. There are some antivirus softwares out there on the marketplace, uh, like uh, Fortinet, Fortinet, that uh, registers in at 99.9999% of the time will catch malware. Wow. Hmm. Uh, FireEyes, or FireEye, uh, there's, there's some good antivirus software. Uh, add a spam filtering service in front of your email system, block malware, protect against phishing and farming. 
encrypt your most valuable R&D research and trade secrets in transit are at rest. Yes. Of course, monitor all employee electronic transmissions. Mm-hmm. Um, control USB drive copying or provide for an authorization system before anyone can copy data on a USB drive. You can actually stop uh, anyone from using an USB drive um, to to copy information. By the way, Ed Snowden used USB drives in Hawaii when he worked for Booz, uh, Booz, Booz Allen, Allen to mm-hmm. steal data from the N- NSA. So are you suggesting that, that the computers not have USB drives on them so it's not no, even possible? No, I'm not suggesting that. I'm oh. suggesting, though, that uh, you can... You can purchase uh, software that will prevent a USB drive from being used, or if 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 there is authorization to copy, that that should be a dual control cross check methodology oh. where somebody authorizes the USB drive to uh, be used to copy data. Okay, so and the that software way you have you yeah. have a dual authentication. Right. So, Ron, what you're saying is that that software blocks anyone from being able to do it unless they get, like you said, this dual authorization. It just, that USB drive won't even work. Is that what you're saying? Right. Oh, well, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Um, Back up all proprietary data. Mm -hmm. And uh, the last tip is to have all of your employees trained to detect social engineering schemes. Yes. Block those who want to gain access. Uh, Mitnick. Yes. A guy by the name of Mitnick, who is a renowned identity theft expert, uh, went to prison. Now he works for the FBI doing speeches and banks uh, to teach how to uh, protect your data. You know, we had him on our show. He's written The Art of, De- uh, in the Art of Intrusion and The Art of Deception. He was a master social engineer. Yeah, <laughs> so, what he would do is he yeah. would study a company. Yeah. And... He would identify, let's say, somebody in payroll. Then he would identify somebody down in the IT department. And uh, he would place a call and, uh, you know, get a hold of, let's just say her name is Julia. Hey, Julia, this is J.T. Smith down in the IT department. Yep. Uh, We're going to take you offline for about 10 minutes and do some work on your computer. Uh, What's your password so we can bring you back up? Yeah. And she would give it to him. I mean, nine yeah. times out of ten, ten times out of ten sometimes. Yeah. And once he he had that, he was in. Right. All social engineering. Right. And, and and some of these social engineers are so charming. They come in and they've you know they can really get you to do anything that they want to do. So it seems that not only having policies, but a lot of really good training on what to look for and what to do if somebody asks you to do what you were talking about, or you know, or even the fact if someone is in is dressed like a plumber or dressed like a repairman and you haven't seen that person before, you know, even questioning that, right? And going and right. saying, you know, who are you? And, you know, because I, I know that Poneman did a, a recent study of and putting people in that 
that absolutely had nothing to do with the company made it look like they were, you know, um, supposed to be there and they weren't supposed to be there. And they were able to go and look in files. They were able to look at computers. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, he did a study on visual hacking, just being able to, to see all that and not uh, nobody watching them. So, right. yeah, you know, people are just, they're not paying attention, right? Exactly. Uh, you have to, you know, you have to train your employees. First of all, uh, if, if you ignore your employee, employees as a threat, that, that's what I'm saying is if you take care of preventing insider theft, chances are you're also going to thwart outsider hacking because you're taking the requisite steps to build infrastructure. Right. But let me let me tell you, uh, I, I won't name the, the company, but we, we were hired to do a security plan mm-hmm. for a, a company at its inception. It was very, very uh, uh, financially backed, heavily backed by <clears throat> a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were right here in Orange County. We went in and, and wrote a complete security plan and infosec plan for them. Mm-hmm. We noticed that they had a lot of uh, national Chinese working at, at, at the company, oh. and we we cautioned them to monitor their transmissions and to encrypt their data uh, and uh, to, to uh, we wrote them an infosec program. They didn't follow it. And one year later, that company was out of business because the Chinese had duplicated the the product. And I won't tell you what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And today, that company is out of business. (sighs) How silly. I mean, they hire you to do it, and then they don't follow it. Yeah, they didn't follow (laughs) any of the procedures that we set up. And uh, today, they're out of business. Mm. You know, when you're talking about, um, you know, the insider threat, what about people bringing their own devices to work? Let's talk a little bit about that, because everybody's got their smartphone or their tablet, and they bring it to work, and it's tethered to them. What What about that? I mean, you, you all these smartphones yeah, a, have cameras, whole, right? That's a whole different ball of wax and it's a whole different issue and policies and procedures have got to be written by the company usually by uh you know labor law attorneys who are familiar with byob bring your own uh, device device yeah. yeah um and and it is it's a huge huge issue and a huge problem yeah, because uh, if, if I mean, all these have like, you know, the there's a camera built right into all of these phones, right? right? It's very easy to just take a picture of the data and send it on to China or Russia or wherever, or just you know, to a, a hacker. And so it seems to me that you know this is this is pretty uh, pretty difficult because if you bring your own device. Um, you know, the company doesn't own that device. At least if the company owns the device and they let you know, hey, this is not, you know, this is, we're paying for this device and we can look at it at any time and you better know that, you know, it's our device. 
So that at least protects the company a little bit, doesn't it? Yes, because as long as you own the device, then you own the transmissions from that device. Right. And I would strongly recommend a company in, in business to make it a policy that you cannot bring your own, uh, you know, your own iPhone into the business, your own um, uh, mobile device, because there is no fiduciary responsibility uh, or no legal uh, law that I know about that you can seize that device uh, because, it's on, you know, you have personal data on there. Now, the other issue that's looming, and by the way, Cyber, secure, uh, cyber law is ever-changing almost every week. Right. And so it's very hard to keep up with some of this stuff. But, uh, for instance, at what point, if, if you have a, uh, an employee that, <clears throat> that you have provided a cell phone or an iPhone for, and uh, you might own their transmissions as it relates to the business, Mm-hmm. Well, what about their personal data that exists on the uh, on the iPhone? Right. How do you regulate that? How do you, you know, uh, and that's that's a legal matter, and yeah. I'm not prepared to address that. Yeah, but it is an issue, exactly. It's an issue. I think that I think that if if you went to court, I think the business would prevail because they actually they own the device. Yes, they own the device, and if they, especially if they stipulated that uh, you are not to use the, the uh, device for personal business. Right, right. And that any, uh, any information or data that's on that is still property of the company. Yes, yes. I think that that... That does serve. work as long as, yes, as long as they are aware of that and they sign something that says, yes, that, that I understand that this device belongs to the company and that I am not to use it for personal use, but if I do, it it is still the, you know, it belongs to the company and I have a right to, that the company has a right to review right. anything on it the, and monitor it. Yeah, yeah. It has the, to be problem, transparent, problem, you know. The problem that I see is that many of your companies don't follow through because they're too busy right. operating the company right. with governance. Right. And that's why they get in trouble. It's just like with Target. Target uh, got compromised with uh, because Fazio Maintenance, a third party, got compromised and used the certificates to jump to, to Target. Mm. But they still had an opportunity, had somebody been reading the logs and checking the logs, to see uh, that there were unusual uh, transmissions occurring on the system, and it should have alerted them. But again, because, you know, companies get busy and uh, people are, you know, making sure that the system works, nobody was nobody was minding the store. Aren't there any kind of auto um, audits that would kind of say, wait a minute, this is something out of the ordinary, kind of like a neural network that could tell them? You know, I mean, I know you need a human intervention, but... Wouldn't shouldn't there be monitors on when there is something that looks like it's uh, out of the ordinary? Well, that's what some of your antivirus software will do. Um, mm. the, it's it's real interesting. The Fazio maintenance <clears throat> that 
operated the uh, air conditioning and heating for Target companies. Uh-huh. Uh, went out and got a antivirus software off the Internet for free. Oh. <laughs> the problem with what they got off the Internet w- actually worked, but it had to be manually operated. Mm. And uh, uh, had they spent money to purchase the same product that and paid for it, it would have automatically probably caught the phishing scam that ultimately succeeded. And but you know, they didn't. Yeah. But they wanted to save yeah. money. Yeah. And look what it cost them. And you know, I'm so glad that you brought that up because people who are listening often will download free programs. You don't know what you're getting. You don't know what they're putting on your phone, right? I'm not right. your phone. On your phone or your or your laptop or your computer or any other device. You have no idea. So that is a real dangerous thing to just put on something that's free without knowing who they are, what's going on, because they could be fraudsters themselves, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, we are just out of time. So, Ron, why don't you just give us your website, and it's time to go. Uh, Our website is at www.talonpanies.com. Well, we will have you back again, Tom. You, uh, Ron, you stay in touch with us, okay? Terrific job. Thank you so much for all the great work you're doing. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM and Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8 a.m. right here on KUCI. Visit our website at KUCI.org slash privacy piracy. Thanks. Stay private. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.